If the roar of the crowd gives you goosebumps, cashing a slip makes you grin, and above all, you love making your bookie cry, then you're in the right place. The number one spot for premier betting advice and wild opinions, shared with a fan base like no other. Welcome home. This is the Punch List MMA Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dale Lippin and Trey Van Buskirk. Well, hello, everybody. It's your boy Dale Lippin in here with none other than uh, <laughs> what is going on? Mr. Cold Sweat, uh, Mr. Hair Flop to the Side, Mr. I Need an IV. What do you got going on, man? What's up, Trey? I don't know. I'm hoping we get a stupid <laughs> amount of only audio listeners. I look awful, dude. <laughs> I look I'm, awful. I'm just going to say right now it's dire straits for the show. And dire straits for the boys. If I'm the best looking one on camera here, I it looks like you've somehow transformed your once like sun kissed locks appear to be like dark brown and combed over to the side. What is going on here? How did you completely shape shift into a different person? I look like um, in Wedding Crashers. I look like the the character Todd right now. That's what I feel like. You remember sort Todd? Of, yeah. I, you know what? I wouldn't even say you look like Todd. I'd say you kind of look like a Walmart. You know, Luke Wilson, yeah, a little bit going on. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> you got something going on, man. I don't know what it is. Yeah, well, I feel like shit. Um, thank you for pointing that out right off the rip. Yeah, um, man, we just need to address it. Your energy is low. So is your wow. white your white blood cell count. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> because of the vaccination? No, I, I didn't say that. Trust the science. <laughs> I didn't say that. All right, man. Uh, UFC Vegas 49 is this weekend. We had an event last weekend. Um, mm. I, I will say this, right? Uh, we It was an interesting card, and we made a little bit of money, uh, but it it wasn't it wasn't fantastic. I don't think anybody's like writing it down in the, the you know the Babylon library, if you will, going, <laughs> or the, the Alexandria libraries and going, I, I think this is the one we're going to keep, man. UFC Vegas 48 was, was one for the ages. What what do you think? I'm laughing because in the comments, Keith said, Trey looks like me after I bet on Abdul Razak al Hassan last week. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that bad. Actually, I feel like exactly uh, like Walker um, coming off that main event. That's what I feel like. I feel like a flopped over fish in a dramatic mm. fashion. Mm, you said the F word there. Let's talk about that. Cause there was a lot of people that threw that out at, at, at that fight. Oh, that it was a flop that it was a flop. Yeah. Uh, it was a very dramatic flop. Dale. Well, that's where, that's where the, the, um, the origin of the conspiracy is coming into play is that they, uh, they're saying that no <laughs> real living person gets knocked out that way. You're telling me he's a lizard person. I mean, he may be a lizard person. That is true. Uh, I, I will say this, though. It was interesting. But I, I will go so far as to say that I believe that Johnny Walker was legit wrecked from the first punch. And people say, well, he just moved like a comic book character when he got hit. Have you seen Johnny Walker when he's not knocked out? He moves like a comic book character then. So right. I think it was legit. And if, if there was anybody on the roster that was going to get knocked out in such comical fashion, it was Johnny Walker. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It was very cartoonish, though. And actually, his face <laughs> post-knockout, too. It had the tongue out to the side, full-on cartoon character. Right, he really is. He really is. So let me 
let me pose this question to you. What is next for Johnny Walker? Because 205 doesn't seem to be going his way. Uh, short of a tapeworm and being in a camp for a while, 185 isn't an option. And he clearly can't hang. I, I don't want to say he can't hang, but he's going to have a, t- a tough time at, at heavyweight. So, so what's next? He's cut. He's a Bellator fighter. You think he's cut? I think he's got, I don't think he's cut. I think he's probably got two more in him if he drops back to if he drops two more i think he's out okay i think he's out okay. i'd love to see him in pfl can we get Ooh. johnny walker versus emiliano sorti at 205 how dare you come up with something so creative like that i would love that dude <laughs> i would love that it would make me so excited speaking of pfl let's talk about our boy taylor tombstone johnson getting that win in the pfl challenger series did you watch the challenger series i did i watched it back did that seem like a thriller event to you? <laughs> the setup was uh, suspect. It's very it, that was that was a very hard watch. Uh, I don't necessarily understand their concept. I, I see what I kind of see what they were going for, but I was I was lost. So those of you who are unfamiliar with the way the PFL Challenger Series works, it is essentially like Dana White's Contender Series, but within the PFL. And they they sort of do this thing where. Um, there's actual judges, but then there's celebrity panelists that are also weighing in on the fight. And then at the end of the night, the celebrity panelists in conjunction with, with fan votes determines what fighter that won gets a contract. Yeah. And then ultimately may or may not at the end of the season get voted based on their performance fan voting into the tournament in which they can then compete for a million dollars. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. That's why you got to have the razzle dazzle, man. You want the the fanfare, the razzle dazzle, the celebrity input all pulls it together in the score. Yeah. Uh, Matt says it sucks. It was on Fubo. WTF is a Fubo now. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's bring this up for a second. Okay. Okay. So I, I reach out to you and I say, how, what, what the fuck is a FUBU? That's what I said first. And then <laughs> yeah. you come to me and you say, dude, it's this channel. You just got to create an email. And then I go in and I realize oh, I've already done a free trial on this once. Mm-hmm. Right. Can we just all consolidate these online streaming platforms? Now I'm creating email addresses like treyfubu at gmail.com just to get in and watch something. I have like 900 email addresses, Hulu, Netflix, Paramount, FUBU. Like, come on, dude. Move. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I just keep a... I keep a, a laundry list of burner emails because you just never know. You just never know when it, whenever you're going to need one. I just literally have my name and like a variation of numbers after it. And then, you know, like you said, just you log into one and see if it works. And if it doesn't, you just keep it moving. Just go on to the next one. It's the ultimate troll move right there. I love it. I'm, I'm a big fan real quick of Brian here. Fubo stock sucks, but I hope the earnings report helps, man, <laughs> man, listen, off, off. What did we say the other day about the work stuff? Um, off channel. Let's talk about this off channel. Oh, Brian, take it offline. Let's, let's take, take it, it offline. offline. Let's take yeah. this offline, Brian. Take it off because I want to talk to you about that. But yes, um, I don't think earnings are going to help. By the way, but yeah, F- Fubo. Uh, it, it's like Sling TV. If you're not familiar with Sling TV, it's like a a la carte cable thing that you can buy. Um, they have a deal with ESPN, and then they're using that as like a sort of an incentive to push people over to that. It's not Mm -hmm. good. It was a messy clunky setup. I canceled it immediately after Taylor won. FUBU or 
Fubo. What is it called? Fubo? Fubo? Dude, I can't even remember the name. Fubo. Fubo. It sounds like a... Fubo is what you wore in high school. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. You're With a big Fubo guy, I can tell. Yeah, for sure. Um, it sounds like a Spaniard football type channel. Fubo, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah that's what I'm thinking. Okay. Were, were you a Fubu guy or were you a South Pole guy? Did you wear a South Pole? Peter North Pole? Is that what you're talking about? Oh, well, I, I mean, that's you had a different childhood than me then. <laughs> it's not my speed, bro. Wait, what, what were we talking about? Did you wear Fubu. Fubu? Were you a Fubu guy or a South Pole guy? Bro, give me a break. You guys had money. You, you were an Echo Unlimited guy. <laughs> Dude, yes. Yes, with the Rhino. <laughs> I was going to say gecko, but you're right. It was a rhino. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty sick. <laughs> it was a gecko. <laughs> I'm sure they had something with a gecko somewhere. Uh, PFL would be better with Dale and Trey on the cans. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Oh, uh, yeah. I'd like that a whole lot. <laughs> they would never. <laughs> uh, Brian says with the Eagle starter jacket. Now, see, here's the thing. Trey's in San Diego. He has no idea how to rock a starter jacket. Yeah. Um, so that was not something you partook in? No, definitely not. Gotcha. No. That's kind of like, did, did you, we, we talked about this as a high school. Did you wear a Letterman jacket? Ever? Uh, no, no, nope. No. Was that cool in your high school though? Yeah. If you got one. Yeah, for sure. You just didn't get one. No, definitely not. Does that make you sad? No, no. Okay. I, listen, ostracized or anything like that or no, no, really. I really don't. Um, it just wasn't, I don't know if you can tell this or not, but my motivation level hasn't always been <laughs> you know, so in high school, it was particularly on the downtrend. Um, and I didn't really have goals per se. <laughs> I didn't really. Yeah, that's 100% correct. Um, I did not. So I, I just, yeah, it didn't happen. It just didn't happen for me. It wasn't something that I pursued. Um, yeah, wasn't really my speed, man. That's cool. That's cool. I know you had a Letterman jacket. We've talked about your Letterman jacket extensively on the show. You were what, three sports? I definitely did not have a Letterman jacket. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. And no, and something about that in Southern California, that was cool in the seventies in Southern California. Now here in the, you know, what was for me, the early two thousands, that was the ha gay moment. Like you would never wear that. Like really don't do it. Yeah. 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 No, that wasn't cool. Huh? Okay. But you lettered in, you lettered in high school. Oh, I lettered. Yeah. Right. I lettered. So were you three, you were a three, three letter guy, weren't a tri you? Triple threat guy. Yeah. You were a triple letter, weren't you? Yes. So swimming. Yes. I'm not going through this, dude. No, hold on a second, because I don't know these, and I'm going to guess all three of them. Swimming. Well, triathlon. Triathlon's not a sport. It's a it's a fitness activity, right? It's a fitness activity, but did, <laughs> did you guys have a triathlon team? Yes. This is, the, this is the whitest Southern California thing I've ever heard in my life. You had a triathlon team. Yeah. Papa bought the bike. <laughs> My gosh. Okay, so you you lettered in what triathlons, triathlete, triathletics? What's it called? Yeah, that sounds right. Triathletics. We'll go with that. Okay, so we so so we lettered in triathletics. <laughs> this is the dumbest thing ever. And you lettered in tennis. Yeah. Okay. And it okay. One more. Is it a is it a traditional sport or is it was it a Southern California sport? Southern California sport. Gotcha um something lacrosse? you're definitely afraid of oh swimming like ocean swimming surfing surf you had a surf team yeah man wow so you let you so you lettered in triathletics surfing and tennis yeah it's the most southern california thing ever man super white yep yep this keith, <laughs> keith, keith is a man after my own heart uh 
Yes, Keith. 100%. Dale was definitely underneath the stand smoking darts and drinking a 40. If they gave Letterman's for that, he'd have 30 patches. <laughs> oh, for sure. That's <laughs> yeah. Yeah, frosted tips for Letterman Jackson. <laughs> yes, those were cool at the time. 100%. All right, so let's talk about something that's cooler than Letterman Jackets. If you are, if you can't see because you're listening to the show, I've got on the Punchless Hedge t-shirt. That was our last shirt that we had a limited run on through AllegianceClothing.com, where if you would have used promo code PUNCH, you could have saved 15% site-wide. Trey, I see you've got a sh- an Allegiance Clothing shirt on right there. Is that or is that not? No, that's not the one that John Anik wore to the UFC. <laughs> 271 weigh-ins. I'm just going to keep saying them. I'm just gonna, I'm just going to keep saying it because yeah. he was there and he had it on and I was cool with that. But all the same, um, I want to talk about allegiance and I want to talk about shirts for a second because initially we had talked about if Benil Dariush won, we were going to release the um, the wave the flag T-shirt as our yeah. next shirt, and yeah. if Makachev won, we are going to release the Caucasus Mountain Warrior shirt. Yeah, obviously things have changed. Bobby Green is stepping in for Benil Dariush. We're about to get into that here quickly. Do we still want to run that same if this then that, or do we want to roll it to the next Caucasus Mountain Warrior fight? I think we got to go to the next Caucasus Mountain Warrior fight. Okay, I have no faith in Bobby Green. Oh oh, wow, way to bury the lead there. Yeah, exactly. Awesome, (laughs) awesome. All right, do the promo code for Stay Classy so we can get out of here. Well, obviously, guys, I haven't been treating my body very right. That's why I look like <laughs> shit, and uh, I don't feel very good. Um, but when I do come out of this sickness and stop being such a man-baby bitch, um, I'm going to start feeding my body right. And the only mm-hmm. way to do that is I'm going to go to stayclassmeats.com. I'm going to seek out all their good meats. I'm going to type in the code FIST. I'm going to get myself 10% off site-wide. Perfect. I love it. All right. So let's get into this. Uh Real quick, somebody had asked way back in the day uh, earlier, what's next for Jamal Hill? And somebody else commented back and said Volk and Uzdemir. That's, that appears to be the direction uh, that those two gentlemen want to take it. Uzdemir was chirping them on Twitter and Instagram after the fact. Hill you know, responded in kind, and I think that's a matchup that makes sense for both, both of them. Uh, Uzdemir needs a win badly, and a prospect is a good opportunity to do it. And if Hill can beat Uzdemir um, – I think it looks great for him, you know, moving forward. But I think, I think the greatest casualty in all this is not Johnny Walker. Um, I think it's Paul Craig. Paul Craig ripped Jamal Hill's arm off. And not only uh, do we pretend like that didn't happen, Jamal Hill actually jumped him in the rankings, which makes no sense to me. Um, But activity versus inactivity, I guess, is the argument that you can make there. So even still. I just don't understand it because Paul Craig literally tore it was like a crocodile death roll tore his arm off. Yeah, but he said it was it was because of arrogance. Ah, arrogance, arrogance, right, right. Arrogance. Real quick, do you, I know we talk about this guy a lot. Do you think Paul Craig is actually Jewish, or he just goes, he just wants to do the bear Jew thing? You can't do that if you're not Jewish. There's well, no way. Are you gonna tell him he's not if he doesn't come out wearing he doesn't come out wearing a yarmulke? Right. I just I feel like you can't. That's bad. That's bad omen. Are you going to tell Paul Craig he can't do it? Yeah, for sure. I'll just keep the keep the fight standing. Gotcha. Okay. Outstanding. Outstanding. <laughs> All right. We're ready to rock and roll? Let's do this. All right. First fight on the main card. Armin Petrosian taking on Gregory Rodriguez. Rodriguez at 11 and 3. Petrosian at 6 and 1. Minus 160 for Gregory Rodriguez here. Robocop, as they call him back home in the streets. And taking Sick. on Armo Petrosian at plus 140 over on rounds at one and a half. Um, Gregor Rodriguez 
he's on that Paulo Costa diet. Uh, he's on that Jacare diet. He's on a 0% Brazilian body fat diet. Mm, mm. Um, the dude is a specimen. And he's got his hands full. Um, Petrosian is one of those guys that finishes fights strong. So if Rodriguez has trouble early on, as the fight carries forward, Petrosian has a real chance. I I don't know if I agree with that. Um, sorry, I'm a little bit distracted. This flop in my hair. I look like a you, freaking pedophile. Dude. I'm going to be honest. You look different. You look like you look like Gross. you've got something. You look like you're not allowed 50 yards within a school. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Oh man. Well, Gregory was actually not uh, allowed 50 yards within a UFC octagon uh, for a brief moment. And the reason I yeah. say that is because he was on Dana White Contender Series, if you don't remember, and mm-hmm. um, he lost to Jordan Williams. Mm-hmm. But I like what he did. He didn't just kind of you know wait for the next call. He went back to the LFA, cut his teeth in the LFA. He's a ground guy, but. He, gets re-injection in the UFC and what does he do? He flips the script and I fucking hate that. He flips the script, starts using his hands, using Mm -hmm. his hands, gets some KOs, falls in love. This is a fight where I would like him to come fight Armin and bring this thing to the ground. Armin's super flashy on the feet. He's got a lot of leg kicks, but let's revert back to what got us to the big show. Not we have been performing the big show, but let's start looking at the voids and you know who we're fighting. Let's get this thing to the ground. I like Gregory. I don't know. I don't know, over one and a half because it's going to the ground. I don't know. I'm going to stick with Gregory Moneyline. Gregory Moneyline is a good play, and you will see this. On, you will see both these plays on the slip on Saturday. Um, you'll see Rodriguez Moneyline, but you also see Rodriguez by submission, which is currently widely available between the plus 375 and plus 400 spot. Ooh. Widely available. So, Whoa. right. You're going to see it on the slip. I'm just letting you know now. There's only a couple plays that I'm really into on this card, and that's one of them. Oh, okay. So, Ooh, yeah. Hard what you what you guys re- don't realize is that train. I don't ever talk about picks until later on in the week, and I just went way off script and did something <laughs> that we've never done before. He's not happy. All right, Armand Saruki in at seventeen and two, taking on Yoel Alvarez at nineteen and two. Um, obviously, a battle of prospects, but uh, you know, here's. Here's where we are. They're pitting prospects against each other as the UFC is prone to do. And we know that they do this often, much to our dismay. But here we go. Joe Al- Alvarez um, at plus 192, plus 190. Armand Saruki minus 227. Real quick, Trey, before you start breaking this down, Alvarez was available just a few days ago at plus 250. The line is moving dramatically yeah. in his, his direction. Mm. Well, I think a lot of that was was kind of predicated on um, he is. I mean, one, let's see what he looks like on on the scale. This is he's got to make weight. Str- he's got to make weight. He struggled mm-hmm. with it before. Let's see him get up on the scale. I love Joel Alvarez. He has a really good uh, guillotine choke. You'll see a lot of submissions on his record going you know pretty far back. Um, you know, he's he's one of those people we just talked about in the last fight though. He kind of ditches his game plan. He's someone that looks really good in close quarters, but he kind of picks his shots. Um, what he's done as of recently and what we saw in the Tiago Moises fight is someone that was on a mission, someone that was literally saw someone on the other side of the cage and hunted him down and just freaking through. Now, is he going to carry that same type of momentum with someone who, you know, has good striking from distance, kind of has that Wonder Boy type stance in Armin Sarukian. He's kind of got that like wide base, like karate style thing. I don't know. Sarukian, what he likes to do is he likes to wrestle up against the cage. And I think that Joel Alvarez, if he's going to carry that momentum and trying to hunt a person down, he's going to push someone's back up against the cage 
use those elbows striking. And then, you know, if he wants to get it down, that guillotine's nasty. I think he's better everywhere. I do get worried in uh, Sarukian, you know, being really good off his back feet as he progresses to the cage. But I like, dude, I wish I got him at plus plus 250 already. I just said, I'm going to go with Joel here. Yeah, I like Alvarez in the spot. And, and it's mostly because what we've seen uh, with Sarukian high-level competition, so i.e., we'll just say UFC competition, right? We have the fight with Islam Makachev, who we'll talk about later on, um, which most people deem to be a very competitive fight. And that's sort of like what propelled people into thinking, man, this kid is really good. But if you look at his wins after that, and it's it's nothing against these guys, but Olivier uh, Amon Mercier, Davi Hamos, Matt Frivola, and Christos Yagos, all of those guys are pretty flat-footed, pretty muscle-bound, pretty, you know, Swing fat guy in a little coat, you know, bite down hooks the, and, and, and let him rip, except for Davi Hamish, who obviously we have to worry about the grappling threat. But when that wasn't there, you just have a muscle bound dude throwing hooks at you. I'm not seeing a ton of diversity in the skill set um, out of Sarukian's competition as of late, where I think Alvarez uh, is a worthwhile play here because, like you said, the elongated karate stance, he's going to be fleet of foot. Um, and he does have the submission threat. Now, we are in the apex cage, so he's not going to have a ton of room to move around. So if Sarukian does want to take a more wrestle-heavy, Sambo-style approach, uh, he he will have the opportunity to put hands on Alvarez. Alvarez doesn't have a ton of uh, room to operate. Right. But I think the submission threat is real. I think, that he's, I think he's a lot faster, uh, and I think he presents more challenges on the feet, realistically, than what Sarukian's seen as of late. Plus two plus two fifty is a great line. Anything really plus money that you can get this guy at is worth a dog sprinkle. Uh, my only concern out of Alvarez is we don't know the grit factor. If this is a you know exhausting takedown, stop takedown, submission, you know, burn the arms out kind of fight, does he have it in him to dig deep to win a later part of a later round? Does he have that in him? We know that Sarukian has it because we saw him go toe-to-toe decision with high-level grapplers uh, with good cardio for three out of his first five UFC fights. So we know that he has it in him. Um, The grit, if Alvarez can't get Sarukian out of there, will be tested. The metal will be tested. I'm I'm anxious to see how he lives up to it. I think he's a good dog play, though. Mm, I like it. I do like saying the word Sarukian, though. It sounds like some type of Thai spice. It does. Yeah. Yeah, it, it feels like it's got a little, like, it feels exotic. Yeah, past it's, the Sarukian. Oh boy, yeah. Or, or almost sounds like a weapon you'd get killed with. <laughs> like, Death oh, by Sarukian, dude, dude. Did you see that guy take the Sarukian to the throat? You know, <laughs> it's like it's like like, like Anchorman. Like, <laughs> what's his face? Yeah, where he's holding <laughs> the grenade. You know, he's like, like that he's thing. like brick st- brick stabbed <laughs> the man with a trident, and he's like, yeah. I did. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. It's Sarukian's pretty much a trident. It's yeah. exactly. Yeah. All right. Priscilla Cachoeira, 10 and 4, taking on uh, Ji Young Kim at 9, 4, and 2. Ladies fight on the main card. I don't agree with this at all, but here we are. Uh, plus 143 for Cachoeira, minus 163 for Kim. Over on rounds is at two and a half. So uh, women's science has been smacking. Smacking. It's been absolutely smacking. Do we ride this here? Because I think stylistically, this is a very bad matchup for Priscilla. This is a very oh. bad matchup for her. 
Oh, I'm actually worried it's too much of a lock of science. I feel like oh. the mods makers have this thing wrong, dude. Really? Yeah, dude. Well, like they yeah. said in Greece, tell me more, tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, dude, this is uh, Priscilla Cachoeira, dude. This is this is first team all celebrity deathmatch, like freaking violence, dude. Remember okay. that? claymation yeah. 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 Oh, yeah this is what that is dude this is this blood will be shed on during this fight priscilla is a fish out of the water on the ground okay g young kim doesn't know what to do on the ground so right. that's the good thing yeah she's not We've going got to the priscilla ground. in the right spot in the right type of fight okay she throws with a dale freaking trademark word right here ill intent oh, ill nice. dash intent dude. yeah one yeah, word we'll use that yep go ahead yeah she's got a lot of power in those fists dude i love it they're wild. They hurt. Not technical, but she will throw. And when she mm -hmm. throws and she lands, people go down, which I love. Ji Young Kim, she's got these monkey arms, dude. She's just like freaking moving around, dude. She's got freaking – I think she's got like six inches or so uh, reach advantage on Priscilla, which makes me a little bit worried. But what the problem is with those long arms is she's really slow with them. And usually people with long arms are just able to touch, get some points, get yourself to a decision. A la who's our favorite point striker of all time? Favorite point striker of all time? Elias Theodora. Women. Oh, women. Oh, Caitlin Chukagian. Chukagian, dude. Yeah. Choo choo Chukagian, dude. Choo choo. Jiyoung Kim is someone that's going to like just tap, 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 get over the two mm -hmm. and a half, mm -hmm. but they are going to throw. They're going to meet in the center. They're going to throw. I'm going to go with the dog here. She's a dog that's going to fight for your money, and this is right in her wheelhouse. I love yeah. it. Okay, you've you've swayed me. I just needed somebody else to make me feel like I wasn't crazy in loving Priscilla Cachoeira in this spot. Yeah, see that, Keith? Trust the science, damn it! Yeah, yeah. Keith says trust the science, and we should we shouldn't go against the science here, uh, but the science will be tested here as we as we get into the prelims. <laughs> I just want to give you. I'm just <laughs> warning you now. Science will be tested. That being said, I, I want to. We'd be remiss if we didn't say where there are challenges for Priscilla in this fight, for those that are thinking about going the opposite way and betting Kim. Uh, the range, like you talked about for Kim, is a very real possibility. Uh, she does move her feet fairly well in comparison to Cachoeira's more flat-footed, stomp-you-down kind of style. Uh, where I anticipate a lot of this fight taking place, if we're being completely honest, is up against the cage. I think Cachoeira is going to punch into the clinch try to weigh down and slow down Ji Young Kim and then try to knock her out later on in the fight. I, yeah. I, I really, I, that's sort of how I see this one trying to play it out. Um, she's very, both of these women are incredibly hittable. Catch reminds me like, uh, I hate referencing movies cause you don't watch movies, but mm. the scene in the town where oh, Affleck yeah. goes, First off, up. that's my favorite movie of all time. Yeah. So how dare you say yeah. that? You and know that. We're going someplace. We're going to hurt some people and you can't ask me questions. Cachoeira is the type of person to sign up for that. Like that's She like, says, which car we take. Which, which car, yeah. yeah. So if you had to pick a woman to execute in that sort of situation, Cachoeira is the one on your side that you want. I guarantee she has a knife in her purse. If she carries, she doesn't carry a purse. That was dumb. I don't know why I said that. If you go to the, the streets of Rio de Janeiro, Priscilla Cachoeira has a knife in her pocket. What's her nickname? Zombie. No. Is it Zombie Girl? Zombie Girl. Dude, she'd be Priscilla Catch These Hands Cachoeira, dude. Catch These Hands. That's a good. I like this. I like this. That'd be good for a t-shirt. Catch That's These a Hands? Good... That's a good t-shirt. Like if you do like the Priscilla, like in the marquee lettering, 
And then like, yeah. a picture of her, like, and it's like, catch these hands, catch a wearer. That's good. <laughs> That's good. Horrible movie. The Town is oh. the greatest movie of all time. I, I will die on this. You die on who's your favorite actor of all time again? The guy that I think is absolute uh, atrocious in movies. He's not my favorite actor of all time, but Shia LaBeouf is one of the greatest actors of of all time, and he's he is Certainly. arguably top three greatest actors of our generation. Oh my god, no! The greatest actor of our generation, and probably of all time, I will say, and I say this, and I will die on the sword, is Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck is fifty; he's not your generation. Well, I'm alive, and he's alive, so it's my generation. Oh, so then Morgan Freeman's your generation. <laughs> yeah, dude. Betty White was my generation, brah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Hey, I, listen, I do want to bring this up, though, real quick. Yeah, real quick. Yeah. We were on a chick fight. I want to revert back real quick to last week's fights. People are asking, what were our thoughts on Jessica Rose Clark? I want to say this real quick. We talked about Jamal Hill and, oh, yeah, leapfrogging and stuff like that and arrogance coming in. What I believe, or how I'm dissecting that fight, Hot girl arrogance, dude. She it's walked possible. in with hot girl arrogance. It's possible. I, I I don't know what to make of fighters out of Je- like Jessica Rose Clark because I don't see I don't see the fight IQ and execution to like ever be champion. Like I don't think we ever see a situation where Jessica Rose Clark is a champion. And I don't know how many people of a lower level than Stephanie Egger you can put on the roster to have people like Jessica Rose Clark beat because that fight wasn't competitive and as good as stephanie egger is she's not going to go much farther than where she is right now so if the if those level fighters can handle her that way how many of those can you put on the roster to feed her yeah right that's what i'm saying so she's not gonna be champ she's not gonna be top 15 ish you know maybe just rotate around every once in a while I, i i really don't know what you do with her I think you do the the glorified hot girl fights, kind of like what they're doing in bare knuckle boxing with Paige Van Zandt. Dude, you just put her against like other like like good looking chicks, and you make a little media package out of it. It's possible. Well, she needs to win a couple fights so it justifies the media package. If you can't win something buried in the middle of the early prelims at UFC Vegas forty eight <laughs> or forty seven or whatever one it was, yikes. Vengeance. Um, ben Affleck is a good actor, and I probably considering you're you're almost forty, he he does count as being in your generation. Right. Um, he's in good movies. I don't necessarily know that he's a good actor. Like like you can be a good writer, right? He, he wrote Goodwill Hunting. He was in the town. He was in Run Till Night or what? He was he was in a lot of or Live by Night. He was in a lot of good movies. Gone Girl was another great one. Um, but I don't necessarily. I, I wasn't. I don't watch him and think that's a real person that exists somewhere. You know what I mean? Like you watch Peanut Butter Falcon and you see Shia LaBeouf and you're like, that dude is a real person that exists somewhere. Um, you know what I mean? You so. can't say Peanut Butter Falcon like as if everyone knew that was like a mainstream movie. It's such a good movie. And uh, Chris says Shy is pretty cool, but American Honey was whack. Agreed. Agreed. Ooh. It was okay. agreed. Um, Hot take. Yeah, I, no, I, I agree. I mean, they can't all be winners. But, I mean, again, like I said, Peanut Butter Falcon, uh, Fury. You can't tell me Fury wasn't just – it was It was unbelievable. Never heard of it. I don't like you sometimes. <laughs> Dude, I just 
stop watching movies that never just went straight to DVD. <laughs> Fury did not go to DVD. Um, all right, we're bogged down here. All right, uh, we're stuck. So we're Jake. taking Cachoeira. Yeah, okay, fine. Um, wait, Shia LaBeouf was in a movie with was in a movie with Brendan Schaub? I had no idea. That would make sense. Same type of acting. Yeah, okay. And then uh, Charlie Johnson says, Peanut Butter Falcon was badass. So are you going to argue with Tombstone's dad? No, I'm not going to. Yeah, so you go ahead and say Peanut Butter Falcon was amazing then because I, we will bring the full power of, of the Johnson family tree down upon you. You can't do that. That's not cool. Uh, bro, threat, no. don't do that. Don't I'm vicariously threatening you here. through Tombstone. That's All not right. cool. Jake, my mouse isn't working, so I need you to just rotate. I'm going to have to figure out what to do here. Can you go to the next fight? Because I don't, I don't, there we go. Cool. Come in event of the evening, Misha Serkinov, Wellington Terman. <laughs> essentially a pick him. Over on rounds is at one and a half. My mouse isn't working. I don't know what to do here. No, I think producer Jake is actually like hammered, dude. He said he was hammered when we started the show, but dude. And then he was worried his stout beer had all these chunks in it. Dude, I think he's yeah. literally like just out of it. Yeah, that's all right. All right. It's a pick em. Misha Serkinov, Wellington Terman. I don't know what the records are again because my mouse is not working. Um, so, Letter rip tater chip. What do you got? Well, Misha, dude, she, well, he's got, I said she, dude. Mm. I'm sorry. I know. I always say that because it reminds me of Misha Barton from the OC. Every time I say it, dude, you know what I mean? (laughs) I don't get that reference, but go ahead. (laughs) Okay. Well, he's like a relatively newer 185er, right? These are those type of guys, kind of like Uh, uh, Cannoneer. That like yeah, yeah, come yeah. down divisions and are just stronger. And you put a lot of weight and like thinking, like, hey, this guy's yoked. He's cut down. If he can maintain that weight and he doesn't get too dehydrated out, why am I not going on Misha? I'm surprised this is relatively close to a pick'em. If you guys are a longtime listener of two years, <laughs> you love uh, Wellington Terman. You know I love Wellington Terman. I don't think <laughs> I've ever been on him, and it has made me a rich man. <laughs> Dude, anytime there's a Wellington tournament on the card, there's an automatic fade. The guy is not good. Sick. You beat Sam Alley. Oh, what? Sick. You beat a guy who was on an eight-fight loose skid who happens to get another brand-new contract. And, oh, what? Is Sam Alley still in the UFC? No. No, Dude got asked. Finally. Finally. Dude, (laughs) he has no chin. He has no skill. What I like with Misha here is not only is he going to be stronger and he's going to like wear you up against the cage with a super wrestle heavy attack. He's also got fantastic jujitsu. I'm sorry, Peruvian necktie. What? Yeah. Dude, versus Jimmy Crute. This guy's a legend. I'm going here on Misha. I love this fight for him. This is like lock, 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 lock. And at minus 115, you're getting like freaking a deal, 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 deal. Yeah. Okay. I'm cool with this. I'm, I'm, there, there's so much that I want to talk about with this fight, but I don't want to bog it down. Uh, I want to give a shout out real quick to um, listener of the show, uh, Eric, who also has a great, who also does uh, fight picks. Um, you can check him out on Twitter. I think it's Eric Betts Fights or Eric Fight Bets or something like that. Anyway, he listens to the show. Appreciate him. He put a tweet up the other day that made me laugh. He said that I can't believe that, 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 uh, Misha Serkinov is only 34 years old because he's one of those guys in my mind that I feel is like he's 40. And dude, that hit me on such a real level because I genuinely forget all the time that I'm older than Jose Aldo. No, you're not. Yes, I am. And I I see Misha Serkinov and I'm like, that dude's older than me. I am 
older than Misha Serkinov, and I am older than Jose Aldo. How old are you? Sixty. I know, right? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> wow. Yeah. He has a lot of miles on him, though. Yeah. I'm, well, yeah. I mean, it, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a. <laughs> listen, this is a. <laughs> there's miles here, bro. These, these tires are not fresh. Um, I've seen some shit. <laughs> I've seen. <laughs> I've rolled through it. Um, yeah, it's just crazy to me. So shout out to him. Uh, I want to I want to give some some spotlight into the chat here because uh, all of these are salient points. If you go to split decision with Sam Alvey, I'm not betting on you. Uh, and then <laughs> Wellington Terman has two last names. You can't trust a person with two last names. Um, can't. It sounds like a stake, actually. Right. Yeah. And then also battle of zero fight IQ fighters. So two dummies out there trying to hit each other with rocks. This is essentially a rock fight. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I like rock this a lot. Fight. I like this. Two last names versus girl name rock fight. I like it. Uh, That's good. We're gonna take. We're gonna take girl name. Girl name by su- submission. Yeah, for sure. Perfect. Perfect. Real scientific. This show. Super scientific. This one. All yeah. right. Main event of the evening: Islam Makachev at twenty-one and one. Bobby <laughs> Green at 29, 12 and one. I'm gonna go ahead and put a warning here now. If you don't want to hear us ramble about Islam Makachev and the Khabib effect, go ahead and skip forward the next couple minutes because you're going to hear some stuff that you might not like. All right? Okay. You, you have been warned. Islam Makachev at a minus 900, taking on Bobby Green at plus 550. <laughs> Over on arouses at two and a half. Bobby Green stepping in late notice. Uh, your boy, Benil Dariush, broke his fibula. So gnarly. Somehow his foot got caught like between the cage and the fence. I don't know. Broke his fibula. I don't know if that's one Connor broke or not, but it sounds awful. I know we have your fibula and your tibula, right? Your fib and your tib. I guess. Hold on a second. I'm not a learning doctor. My wife's in the other room. Babe, what what bones are in your leg? Which one? The Dale's wife is a uh, is a nurse. If everyone wants to know why yeah. we're asking. Yeah, you're, you're right. Fibula and tibia? Fibula and tibia. Tibia. Gotcha. Not tibula. So fib, fibula <laughs> and, and tibia. And what what's the big one at the top? Femur. Your femur. Got it. Love it. <laughs> Love it. You're so, you're so smart. All right. Jeez. Cameo. First time. Two two years in. Wife makes a cameo on the show. I told her I was going to get her in here. I'd like one day on camera maybe. Yeah. You know, It's crazy. Smart. It's crazy. It's she is real. Um, I don't believe that. Yeah, I know. It, I, I know you think I live with a mannequin. You pre-recorded that, that because this is pretty serious. <laughs> it's like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I'm off camera hitting play. <laughs> yeah, dude, for sure. <laughs> She's definitely not real. All right. Uh, Islam Makachev at minus 900. Bobby Green, like I said, last second replacement here for Bobby Green, uh, like a week and a half. Um, <laughs> I got to stay on topic here because I read the chat and it makes me laugh. All right. Um, Islam. Just go ahead here. Just, just, all right. Just, I'll just, start, just let I'll it start it off. I'll start. Off. Islam's going to win this fight. Okay. Yeah, he wasn't. If freaking Benny Dariush was in this fight, Benny Dariush fucked him up. I have no problem betting plus five fifty people, especially in a game of punch face. All right. Mm. It, it, it's it's high stakes punch face. Anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Right. I, so I've I have no problem with somebody says I'm betting Bobby Green at plus five fifty. Yeah. All signs outside of experience say that Islam Makachev is going to win this fight. That's it. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I've 
god, dude. What do you want me to say? This is like this is the the worst fight, <laughs> and I say that because <laughs> um, I say that because what we all know what Islam's gonna do. Why do I need to break this down? He's gonna he takes down his opponents at least four times per fifteen minutes. So this is yeah. a guy that's gonna take you down one or two times per round, and just get in that kind of half guard lay really heavy. We had Dober on our podcast directly after his loss to Islam. And what did he say? It's a pressure that you, uh, that you, you can't, can't even train, train for, right. can't train for this type of pressure. And if you go back and look at that fight with Islam versus Dober, what did you see? You saw the half guard hold and you saw kind of this pepper, you know, patty mix fucking beep bop mm-hmm. thing across mm-hmm. Dober's body, which by the way, a couple nut shots as he posted on his Instagram. Yeah. Makachev's been, you know, ridiculed a little bit for the type of pussy type of patter patter he does. So mm-hmm. what has he been doing? He's been a little bit more aggressive and instead he's been trying to go for submissions. So we've seen a couple of rear naked jokes, a lot of pressure up on the neckel region. I should ask, you should ask her if neckel is an actual like tidbit type word. It's not. Go ahead. But what is a little bit interesting about this, and this is not me putting weight in a plus 550 Bobby Green. Bobby Green's got a 70 above a 70% takedown defense. And one thing I like about Bobby green is he's not someone that when he gets taken down, he just kind of stays there and tries to work. He is someone who's got a great cardio tank. So he will do everything he can to get his back up against the cage and try and, you know, you know, work the hands and get back to a standing affair. Bobby green's got a cardio tank. We haven't seen Islam really utilize his cardio tank very well. He's going to be a more volume guy out on the feet. So I like Bobby green standing, but we all know what's going to happen. Somehow the distance is going to get closed. There's going to be an inside leg trip. And then it's just going to be a smothered Dagestanian love affair on the ground with just a pitter pat, pat touch. Makachev yeah. by decision, maybe even sub. Yeah. I, I think that, I think you're, I think you're onto something with maybe the gas tank. I, I would push back slightly and say that Islam in a three round fight has everything he need to put a, doozy of a pace on somebody like right. to really just get after him um that being said the tiago moises fight was a, his first five rounder and it, it did appear that he wasn't managing his energy incredibly well but he still got the finish so i, I can't say that he was like in dire straits there you know i mean he still did exactly what he needed to do to get it done um bobby green notoriously tough to finish a wealth of experience uh and i mean again a puncher's chance right it's high stakes punch face but if you look at if you look at prop odds for this if i'm not mistaken islam by submission is at minus money so uh, i mean Minus 150, you know what I mean? So like minus 150 for a sub prop? Sure, why not? I mean, it's the only way to really knock down that 900 price unless you're going to play Bobby Green outright at plus 550, which if you've got, if you're up on the money, I mean, go for it. Why not? My problem is nothing. It has nothing to do with Islam Makachev as a person because I love Caucus Mountain Warriors. I love the neck beards. I love all this stuff. I, I, I don't, I don't. Uh, these are normally wrestle heavy, grapple heavy guys. I love these guys uh, from a betting perspective. They're inc- incredibly lucrative and you don't look a gift horse in the mouse or mouth and you don't, you know, um, kick your cat you cow out. So you don't what? You don't look say that gift, one again. You don't look a gift horse in the mouth. What does that mean? Um, I believe it was. So, <laughs> well, no. So it used to be 
that Trey, I really don't know. No. So, (laughs) so it used to be the quality of horses was tested by how many hands high they were and whether or not they had good teeth. And the, and the phrase used to be, if somebody gave you a horse, you would insult them by checking the quality of the horse. You'd just be happy you got the horse. So just be happy that you got what you got. I like that. I'm going to use that. I like that. So, um, over, under, on rounds. Uh, Keith says, over, thoughts on over, under, rounds. I like under two and a half here because I think that the submission comes somewhere around the second round. Um, the only way I see this, what we need to be wary of here is a – walmart dollar store version of khabib versus ally quinta Mm. because you have the high level khabib which is like high level islam and then you've got like at the time at the time ally quinta was a lot better than the number one real estate agent in long island ally quinta (laughs) very akin to a bobby green with wrestling um and that fight what you know obviously got extended way past so we need to be wary of a cheapened version of that but i'd say if you like islam by submission um i don't love the the knockout play i don't believe he's, he's going to knock out bobby green um yeah i think under two and a half if you're if you're on the submission side if you're not um i think you know just I don't know, man, inside the distance. Dude, yeah, I I'd, I'd love to say it's going to go over two and a half. In a normal full training camp for Bobby Green, I know that he's just coming off a fight and, you know, oh, the ring rust is not there and, you know, he's ready to go. But, dude, he put on a lot of weight he's in between these weight. two fights. He's cutting. He was transparent about it like 48 hours ago that he was 20 pounds over. Like, but he has no problem. He's going to cut it down. So He said he was 193 that, pounds when he when he said yes. Right. So like you can have a good cardio tank, but with a drastic weight cut like that, that severely cuts that in half. So I, I think Bobby Green's cardio tank, as much as I'm, um, I admire it, you know, that's a tough cut and a quick turnaround. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. I want to run something by you real quick. Let's play a hypothetical game. Okay. Ooh, me likey. All right. I want, I want you to give me better strength of schedule. Okay. Oh yes. I was so excited. You were going to talk about this. All right, Chris Wade, Nick Lentz, Gleason Tebow, Cajun Johnson, Armand Sarukian, Dobby Hamos, Dober, Moises, Dan Hooker. Okay? Okay, yeah. All right. Next one. Mm-hmm. You've got Brimage, Holloway, Brandau, Poirier, Seaver, Mendez. Yeah. The latter, good sir. You think the other one was a, was a higher strength of schedule? The second one is a much higher strength of schedule. Okay. Okay. And then let me ask you this. Um, let's see here. How about Michael Johnson, Eddie Alvarez, Poirier, Vic, Barboza, Cerrone, Ferguson? Mm-hmm. I'd still go with the second one so far. Really? Number two. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Don't tell me you're you're door number three. I think Gaethje had a harder strength of schedule before he got his first title shot. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I do. (laughs) The reason why I'm bringing this up is I think that of all the fighters currently out there that are that are making a case for a title shot and will most likely get a title shot next will be Islam Makachev. I think his strength of schedule is abysmal. It is. It's and a I joke. Say, 
And I say that with all respect to Dober because we love Dober and he is he, at the time he was ranked and is a skilled opponent, but that is the outside of Dan Hooker, the only other ranked opponent win that Makachev has. And now they've got him sitting at number five and poised to, to get a title shot off of a win over a short notice, Bobby green. Right. right. Super weak. Super. We've weak. seen it. We've seen this before though. What What's a title challenger that had a road like much like that? Uh, are you saying Khabib's I'll, I'll, like was like that? Yes. Really? We always talk about Khabib's run to a championship belt. Mm-hmm. The strength of schedule wasn't that significant. We, you went really hard in the paint, like 10 episodes about it. Well, I'm mean, so Kamal Shalouris, Gleason Tebow, Tiago Tavares, Abel Trujillo, Pat Healy, RDA. RDA was his first quality win. Right. Um, and then short notice fight against Daryl Horcher. He beat up Michael Johnson, Edson Boza, and then Ally Quinta for the belt. I think I would go so far as to say, yeah, that's probably a similar. Very um, similar. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty similar. It's pretty similar. I will say this. There's not a person on the roster actively that has had a tougher strength of schedule than Michael Johnson. Right. Dude's Michael Johnson. Michael Johnson deserves to be in the Hall of Fame just for how dirty they've done him in his entire career. <laughs> that guy has literally fought nothing but killers for yeah. the last 10 years. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I don't I don't care what anybody else has to say. There will be no Michael Johnson slander on the show because that yeah. guy is an absolute killer. Yeah. Plus, he looks super badass when you have the rosary tattooed around your neck. I just, I always think that's rad. That is rad. That is rad. That's rad. Is it Catholic? I don't know if he's Catholic, though. I think he just put that on there. No. Oh. I don't you know if you do that. Yeah. I mean, well, I don't, I mean, apparently you can. I just, you know, I don't I, say this. I've met a ton of people in my life. I don't think I've ever met a black Catholic person. Interesting. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure it exists. I mean, there's all kinds. Of, I mean, it, <laughs> it exists. Well, no, I'm saying like like Khabib is is Muslim, right? And he looks like you. I look like a Khabib. Well, you could be if you just grew your beard out and shaved that, your mustache. See, this is why I can't go on the show sick, dude. Now I look you like look, Khabib. Well, you look great. You That's look like you hang out in a bathtub with a bunch of dudes. I know. I know. Oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> That makes sense, actually. You do look I didn't like know Khabib. you were going that that type of Khabib. That yeah. version of Khabib, yes. That, that's, that version like of Khabib that right definitely now. looks like Khabib. All right, do you want to do prelims, or do you have to leave? I know I'll do a that. couple, but I am freaking on E right now. I am, okay, all right. I put all my effort into the last 50 minutes, dude. I, okay. Literally. Well, well, let's let's parse through some of these, and then I'll come back and circle. There's a couple that get. I need to speak about, dude. There's yes. just a couple. All right, so let's 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 address the curse. Jinyu yes. Fry at eleven and six, taking on Hannah Goldie at six and two. It seems weird to me that that's Hannah Goldie's record because I feel like I've never seen her win a fight. I mean, <laughs> I feel like I've never seen her win, and the fact that she's six and two makes no sense to me. I know she just beat Emily Whitmire in a battle of the curses, and we need yeah. to we need to discuss the curse here. But break down the fight because Hannah Goldie's at a plus one fifty, Jinyu Fry at minus one seventy five, over and around at two and a half. Um, break down the fight and then we'll talk about the curse. We talk about this every single time with Hannah Goldie. She is a muscle babe. This is a chick that is just yoked to the gills. And you would think, you would think, my voice just cracked. You would think that she would wrestle and just be a bully in the cage and just wear yeah. you up against the cage, just do everything yeah. gnarly. She doesn't. She point strikes. Right. She's not that good at it. Right. And people actually bully her. This CrossFit chick who can throw up weights like no problem just can't throw around chicks. 
Jamie yeah. Frey, on the other hand, is very strong. And she's she's a muscle babe herself. Right. She, she gets it done. She also has got good good quality of competitions in the Luke Monbays and stuff like that. She fights very technical strikers. She knows the game plan. She's, you know, changed camps. I think it was three fights ago. And she's had a new look and new resurgence in her own career. I think the minus 175 is completely warranted here. Goldie has shown me nothing. You know, with her, I think she had a change of camps too. And you thought, oh, hopefully she's going to get back into a wrestling thing. She's been training with other wrestlers, but she just never does it. If I saw something in the last fight, of her wrestling, then maybe I'd put something on it, but no, nah, this is not where women's science is warranted. Okay. I'm not going to do it. Okay. I'm going over in this fight for sure though. All right. So are, is the curse alive here? Mm -mm. No. So we think Goldie broke the curse. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I feel like once cursed, always cursed. No, there's got to be a way. Because remember, Dober released Camacho from the curse. Yeah, and then he got in a car crash and he never fought again. Mm, that's a good point. That's a good point. But that doesn't mean that he lost, though. No, but it just showed that the gods did not want him to fight again. But again, it doesn't mean he lost. Well, he did in life. No, Frank Camacho's winning, bro. He's, that guy's killing it, man. Well, he's just hanging out in Guam, just doing his thing? Yes, he's hanging out in Guam, doing his thing. <laughs> I said is winning. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He literally has a bunch of businesses and just lives in Guam on a tropical island. Yeah, he's winning. He's doing just okay. fine. Um no, she's cursed, bro. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna release release. Okay, it. so so here this is where we this is this is where I think that we run into a problem because we have Goldie at plus one fifty, science, right? And we have curse. Yep. So this is essentially uh science versus religion. Oh dear. Don't what this is well and i think to be honest religion trumps science so we're going with the curse then well no no because the gods is religion and the gods think remain... that she's cursed right so that's religion so we're going with genu fry yes that's terrible i don't like that play you want hannah goldie in this fight i think that hannah goldie has the potential to break the curse here She's Jenny back with Jillian Roberts. Yeah. Big fucking deal. Jillian Roberts sucks. Sorry, Jonathan. Thank you for bringing that up. But that was the wrestler girl I was talking about. I, that I doesn't help the case. I don't believe so. I think Jillian Robertson is gives her good looks on the ground. Oh. Man. On the ground. Not not standing. Jenny Fry oh is, has much better stand-up. Oh, man. I don't know if I have a fever right now or I just am hearing nonsense that's making me sick. You all right? So you want to do you want a people's main event? This we can't. We can't people's main event a curse fight. We have to. No, we don't. No, because <laughs> listen, we can't do women's science curse people's main event. We cannot do all three of these. We what have, happens? I have no idea. I feel like this is like Ghostbusters. We'd be just releasing them all out into the wild. We can't do that. There has to be some sort of okay. Determine what kind of play this is. Is it a curse play or a science play? I'll just bet the over two and a half. No, I don't like that. You see, so you think Hannah Goldie inside the distance? You are out of your mind, dude. Well, who has she finished? Who has she ever finished? Jin has a bad gas tank. Anyway, it doesn't matter here. Fine. We're doing a science versus religion fight. It's going to be the, it's, it's curse, women's science, science versus religion, 
fine. So you're on science. I'm on religion. Sounds first, good, Doctor Fauci. First, uh, <laughs> and 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 it's and it's people's main event. I don't even know what to do with this anymore. I don't like Dale it. Fauci. Uh, that is, you just just cannot cannot associate the the. If him and it, like, I, it, if our names ever appear in close proximity to each other, it will be in a newspaper headline. That's <laughs> that's nothing to do with betting on fights. Don't associate <laughs> me with that little that little gremlin, a little oh, leprechaun, that little troll, that little <laughs> troll, just just that little wisp, that wisp of a human. I can't even believe uh, just just a. Ugh, anyway. Terrence McKinney, eleven and three, taking on Faraz Zium at twelve and three. Again, lots of prospects getting pitted against each other. Uh, should make for exciting fights, although it squashes momentum for both. Um, I don't particularly love it. McKinney coming here at a plus one ten, Zium at a minus one thirty. Over on rounds at two and a half. Trey, I actually like McKinney in an underdog spot here. I know he came out and he slept for Vola, and we can't really use a whole lot of that. Um, you know, there's not a whole lot of tape study there that can do. But if you go back and watch some of Terrence's other fights, good cardio, decent hands, and good wrestling. And I like it against Ferrazio. Um, I think the grit, the metal, again, to use both those words for a second time tonight, mm. and I'll throw in the heart of Ferraz is going to be tested here. I don't want McKinney to come out and get into a stand-up battle with him. I want him to try to take him down. I want to grind him out. I want to. I just would love to see him wrestle him. Um don't give Faraz room to move. Don't let him get his kicks going. Don't let him fire off those straight punches off the angle and just wrestle him. Wrestle him, put him up against Cage, drag him down. Yeah, I, I agree. I hope he comes in. McKinney comes in and wrestles. Faraz, if he can if he can start to exercise his length and reach, that's going to be an issue. Um, we saw it in the Jamie Malarkey fight. You know, granted, he got the better, the better of Jamie Malarkey in that fight, but it's because he got to be able to dictate the pace. He got to dictate the striking. Hmm. He got to use his length and reach. But I think if Terrence McKinney comes in, close the distance, we're going to be in a good spot. Interesting. Um, it, did you do that on purpose where you didn't throw the S on there? For what? You said he got of this, he got of that. It, like there wasn't like a he's got to. You didn't throw like the I think the, the cough syrup starting to go to my brain, dude. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. Which, by the um, way, gives you trippy dreams. Right. Yeah. Um, I was hanging out with Kermit that. the Frog for like hours last night. Yeah. I want to. I want to thank you, uh, Jonathan Crager says. Be sure to call the wrong scorecards to get on the broadcast this weekend, guys. Yeah. Um, what? So you're not you're not privy to this, but I'm. I've been on a bit of a crusade. I want to get us on the broadcast um, because the people that they're putting up there are nobodies. Not not that we are. You know, I mean, we're people, but we're not like. I don't know. We're not affiliated with anybody, but the people that they put up consistently and maybe maybe this will make me sound like casual in in particular um one that i i don't understand is ryan frederick what yeah i mean i'm not super versed in the mma twitter game but this ryan frederick person is up on every broadcast every broadcast once a fight um he he's up there and whether he has something to say or not but i look him up look him up on twitter um he's i and again, I'm sure I'm sure his his mom and his grandparents love him and his friends do too. He's nobody special outside, you know. I, I don't I don't see um I don't see where it comes into play. Ryan, hold on a second. I'm just gonna for sake of this is bad radio. Um 
he's not like verified or anything like that. He's just a he's just a dude. He's got sixteen hundred followers on Twitter, and he is on every single broadcast, every single one, every fight they put his tweet up on the screen. And I don't know. I don't know if he's like a dude that knows somebody who knows somebody or what, but well, he's up he's constantly. Pretty, he's probably not shadow, shadow banned like we are. That's true too. That's true too. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't subliminally threaten government officials. You're right. Yeah. That's, that's probably, probably a big component of it. Yeah. Probably has something to do with it for sure. Well, I, I reached out to the powers that be uh, the one, the great, the mighty, the J a, the John Anik and said, please brother, Brother, you know this, brother. This is our title shot, brother. Brother, please, you know this. <laughs> this is ours. This is our time, brother. Please, yeah, brother. So we'll, brother. See, we'll see what we can do. Hopefully, we'll get on this week. Um, That's good. I love it. Yeah. Uh, I like this. C squared media says probably an ESPN exec's nephew. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. And then the, to address what was said in the stat, stat the um, the or st- address what was said in the chat. If you put up the wrong scorecard. Um, you'll see oftentimes that they'll place you up there. This Tajik babe makes it every single round of every single fight. Yeah, he's up because he <laughs> he'll literally it'll be like a it'll be like he's the type of dude that would be like Holloway needs a finish here against Cater. He's got to be down four <laughs> rounds. Like that's 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 how dude that's how this guy is, man. They what, put him up. And it, he's up every time. Read the tweets in the bottom corner. No way. I'm every start doing time that. he does it, he he's always like that, man. Uh he claimed Alexis Davis was down 2-0. Exactly. This is he literally just does and they throw it up there. And it's just oh, I'm gonna start doing that too. Not that I have that like not that I have like this journalistic integrity, but I just can't for the sake of like, what if this is the one thing that somebody sees of us and they're like, this idiot. I know, um, right? That Cater was winning 4-0. <laughs> Although we did bet Cater against Holloway, which, you know. Um, <laughs> which, you know. <laughs> which we shouldn't have done. But uh, we love Calvin. Calvin, you come on the sh- come back on the show whenever you want, man. Yeah, um, Yeah. Classy broad, that Calvin Cater. All right. And Ramona Pascal taking on Josie Ann Nunez at 8-1. and one. Uh, Dude, I Pascal, dude. Let's talk about this real quick because Nunez cracks me up. Um, okay, Pascal six and two, Nunez at eight and one. Nunez is arguably one of, and I I say this with love in my heart, uh, at one of God's creatures. Josie and Nunez is one of the funniest looking people I've ever seen in my life, dude. Oh, uh, she looks like a turtle. She's <laughs> she's a turtle. Her body composition is not real. There's no neck. It's not. I, I just don't understand it. She. I want to go on her thing and just understand: has anyone gotten a rear naked choke or guillotine? Never, because it's non-existent. There's no yeah. neck. She looks like a battle toad. Remember battle toads? <laughs> no. Oh my gosh, producer Jake, battle toads. Bring it. He doesn't understand either. I don't. I don't really want the the podcast to go this direction, but I mean, Ramona Pasquale, dude. She looks like she owns like a Soul Cycle. She looks like a spin instructor. Hundred percent. Like, cardio doesn't kickbox. really. Yeah, but she doesn't do the actual workout. She actually is very good at wrestling. I like I like her here. Uh, really? Yeah, women. Th- one, it's women's science plus one seventy five. Yeah. Um, and yeah, dude, I I, th- I think I think Pascal gets it done. I'll even go inside the distance here, probably. Wow, I like she's from Syndicate MMA. I'm cool with that. I'm cool dude, with that. Nunez hits like a truck. Um, somebody, I, I give credit. I wish I could give credit where credit's due. I don't want to take the time to look it up, but somebody sent us a thing that said Jim Miller is shaped like frog dog. 
Have you ever seen that frog dog? It's like a, it's this dog that is really short in spine, and it looks exactly like Jim Miller. And if if Jim Miller looks like Frog Dog, Josie Ann Nunez is right there with her. Right. Yeah. There with her. Yeah. I uh, think I think Ramona comes in wrestle heavies this thing. She's got to watch out. Nunez has got a, like a heavy overhand left. That's what she put Bea Malecki out with. As long as she can kind of like close the distance on this little sea turtle dude and just keep it up against the cage, I think we're good. I think, I think we're good for an over one and a half. Ramona Smother. Yeah, I think Nunez. I think I think Nunez is out of, out of her depth here. We're taking women's science. Uh, I'm on all women's science this week, and you are going against the grain, but that's okay. Well, just on on one that is a cursed fighter. Yes. Right. Right. I'm still so confused. Am I taking Goldie or am I not taking Goldie? I, I wouldn't touch it. That could She's, come into your own like family life when you when you touch curse shit like that. But right. whatever. You know. But I want to trust the science. All right. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, feature prelim Ignacio Bahamondas taking on Rong Zhu. Rong Zhu at 18 and 4. Bahamondas at 12 and 4. If I'm not mistaken, this is a last second replacement opportunity for Rong Zhu. Is that is that correct? <laughs> I think it is too. Yeah. I, I, I feel like I, it is. I feel like this was not initially announced, and now here we are. And I'm pretty sure it's 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 Ru Ruzong. Nah, I think producer nah. Jake is a dyslexic. No, 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 no. <laughs> producer Jake's got it right. No, it's Zoo wrong, dude. Nah, we're good. It's wrong, Zoo. All right. It, even though it, it's like that, you pronounce it the other way. So, like with you, it'd be Lippendale. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. That's the only one that would get weird would be you because you have the thing. So it would be Buskirk Van Trey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you got two totally different fighters here. Talk about quality of competition. Ignacio's fought pretty much like who's, you know, not the who's who, but he's fought people of notable name. Roosevelt Roberts, John uh, John McDessie, Ruzong. Who the fuck is he fought? Don't dude, you I'm dare. Sorry. Don't you dare. And he's winning. Dude, I'm sorry. Bahamondas is so fast. Fast switch muchels. Flashy. Dude, beats freaking Roosevelt Roberts, who, by the way, People get worried. Oh, you know, he's he's you know got those long arms and stuff like that. Wheel no. kick, dude. Wheel no. kick to the face. No. Uh, Wheel kick. Suit wrong. I don't want to be right. <laughs> um, <laughs> Roosevelt Roberts is steamy trash, and oh. I have said this from the very beginning. And you, everybody who doubted me, learned very quickly when Jim Miller destroyed him. Shout out a ten for the second time this show. Um, I, I put no weight in the wind over Roosevelt Roberts. Was the wheel kick fantastic? Of course it was. Of course yeah. it was. It was one of the highlight knockouts of the year. Yeah. Uh, but let's not be uh, – that was in the third round. The fight was almost over. There was like less than 10 seconds left. They were both exhausted. Bahamondas was busted up from the from the Roberts jab. It, that, was a, that was a blood and gut style performance. Um, and, yeah, I I, I – kudos for a great finish kudos for having the, the gas tank to throw wheel kicks with 10 seconds left um sick. yeah that was, that was very sick i'm taking wrong zoo here because he's a mongolian warrior and you can't tell me anything does he wear dead animal fur on his head uh I, are you gonna tell are you gonna take the chance that he doesn't that's true i would never do that right yeah okay okay well i'm not really gonna play this fight but yeah go ahead Okay. Uh, realistically, guys, on Saturday, you're probably looking at five or less plays uh, yeah. from us. 
this yeah. is this is a note. A lot of this card is no bueno. <laughs> this is not a get rich card. <laughs> There's not like spots here where we're, we're leveraging the house, um, <laughs> yeah. which we we should have done on Jeremiah Wells taking on Blood Diamond, but you know it, it's it's what we can do. Um, yeah. CES. 66 in Rhode Island on 3-4. Make the trek. Yeah, it's only 975 miles, man. I'll just hop on the bike. Um, Trey was in triathletics. He lettered. I don't know if you know that or not. Um, <laughs> he could probably ride his bike to see a 66. I would love that. I would yeah, love that very much. Sure. In my jacket. In your jacket. Yep. Put on your letterman jacket. And uh, mm -hmm. actually, in Southern California, he's probably just a letterman windbreaker, right? No, oh, yeah. Or some type of like mesh thing where you get to see the nips. Yeah. <laughs> Oh right. my gosh. Hold on. Nunez looks like a lot of Tijuana cab drivers. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Oh my goodness. All right. Um, do you have anything else before we before we end this thing? I don't, dude. I Are don't. you sure? Yeah. You're grabbing the flag that quick? Golly. I'm gassed. I know. All right. That's okay. I've done the show on Benadryl and NyQuil and everything else before. So I, I get where you're where you're coming from. All right. Uh guys, if you don't already do so. Here comes the, the obligatory thing. Follow us on all social media <laughs> channels. Um, we're at Punchlist MMA everywhere. If you want to shoot us an email, do so. Chat at Punchlist MMA. Shout out to our show sponsors, Allegiance Clothing. Use promo code PUNCH and you can save 15% site wide. Or you go to Stay Classy Meets. Use promo code FIST. Save 10% site wide. Shout out to producer Jake behind the scenes, smoking darts, drinking beers. Appreciate you, producer Jake. Everybody that listens to the show, watches the show live. If you thumbs up it, if you comment it, if you tweet us, if you retweet us, if you share our story or you share our post on Instagram, we love you. If you don't, we still love you. If you haven't left us a, left us a review, please consider doing so. Apple, uh, Apple iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Spotify. Where else are we at? Podbean, um, Anchor. We're on, we're on Trump's new app. We're Truth. On, we're on Truth Social. <laughs> Uh, once our once our account gets approved, we'll be on there at Punchlist MMA. You can follow us basically anywhere. Um, we talk to a lot of you guys on the weekend and throughout the week, so continue to do so. We love the engagement. Uh, it's really the only thing that lets us know that you see us because uh, we've been very effectively shadow banned for a few months now. Um, so that's not that's not that. I mean, that's just just life. Ridiculous. It's just life right now. Um, and then. One more time, I want to say thank you to everybody that purchased the Hedge T-shirt. Uh, if you missed it last show and you've stuck around this long, those of you that purchased the Hedge T-shirt help contribute to the, the relief efforts of the tornadoes in Kentucky, where we, in conjunction yeah. with Allegiance Clothing, donated $680 to the Tornado Relief um, and Red Cross in Kentucky, uh, helping those people out that that got decimated by those tornadoes uh, right before Christmas. So, uh until this weekend, appreciate you guys. Be good to each other, and we will talk to you then. Bang, bang. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 